Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Wayne's in Geelong this morning. He's preaching down there, so that's why he isn't sitting next to me in the front row. But um, it's great that we can be in church today and to be able to come and hear the Word of God. Is that right? Yeah. Now, um, what our theme has been, or um, starting last week, was the church is. And Wayne's opening line last week was the church is not a building. So often we think it is. We often talk about we, we're going to church. Wayne said, why do we say we're going to church when we're the church? We don't go to ourselves, do we? Okay, we're all really quiet. <laughs> the church is you and I together. You know, in Matthew 16, 18 to 19, the scripture says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. If the church is us, and we read this in the scripture that Jesus said, Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. I believe what Jesus was saying to Peter is the same thing he is saying to each and every one of us. Hey, Ruth, upon the rock, I will build my church. Ruth, you're my rock. You're my hands, you're my feet. You're the one that I'm going to use for such a time as this. You know, we see very much in Peter's life, at the time that Jesus said that, Peter wasn't actually doing a huge amount. He was a disciple following Jesus and doing what he was supposed to do. But we know in the book of Acts that Peter stood up on that day at Pentecost and he started to declare the word of God. He started to declare who Jesus was. It was at that moment the church that day grew by 3,000. Upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church. So how do we do that? I really hope that as we go through this message today, that there'll be some keys in here that you can implement into your life and enable yourself to start to think about, well, God, if I'm the church, what do I represent for you? We know the church is people, and so Jesus is saying, To Peter, you're the vessel. I want to say being a follower of Jesus Christ means that Christ followers, past, present and future, are obedient in their commission to preach the gospel and co-labour with Christ to love, to serve and heal the broken, hurting and hopeless of this world. To be a follower of Jesus is not for the faint-hearted. It's not. It takes commitment. It takes an ability to rise up and say, not my will, but your will be done. That God, you've got me and you can do whatever you want with my life. 
In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 25, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. There's a lot in that scripture. Right there, we could rip that scripture open and start to pull it apart. But we're not going to pull that apart right now. We're going to continue. But I want you to read that scripture at home and really take it on. I want to share a little bit about my story. Some of you will know it, some won't. At the age of 15, you know, I was brought up in an incredible Christian family, a pastor's home. My mum and dad are here today. I was privileged to have the understanding of who Jesus was. But at the age of 15, I came to a crossroad. I came to this road where it said, do you follow Jesus because your parents told you to or do you follow Jesus because you believe that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross, that he rose again for you, Ruth? Do you follow Jesus because you're going to commit your life to him forever? We're at a family camp back then. All the families got together. We went down to Merrick's. There was a speaker that was speaking. And at the end of his message, my mind said, you know what, Jesus? I'm not following you for mum and dad. I'm not following you because people have told me that's what I should do. I'm following you because I believe in you and I commit my life to you. I was the first one down at that front to be prayed for and the last one to get prayed for. What's with that? (laughs) But it was at that moment that Jesus did something in my life. And I remember saying to him, you got me no matter what. That I took on what that said to be a follower of Jesus is not for the faint-hearted. It requires a sacrifice, non-judgmental spirit and a willingness to show people love, grace and mercy. If the church is us, then we are Christ's disciples to follow in his footsteps, to be his eyes, his hands and his feet, to show the world who he really is. The word disciple means a person who believes in the ideas, especially a religious or political one, and tries to live according to those ideas. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I want to outwork what he has taught me through the scriptures. Am I perfect? No, you all know that. Do I do it right all the time? No. But there's a decision within me that if I am the church, my actions, what comes out of me, who I am, must display who Jesus Christ is. I'm his representative on this planet. If people see me, I want them to see Jesus. If I declare I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, then I want them to see who the real Jesus is. Like I said, we make mistakes. And Jesus knows that. But there's actions that need to follow what comes out of our mouth. If we only speak stuff but don't follow it with our actions, then what are we representing? 
We're representing meaningless words. Words that don't speak to people around us and don't demonstrate who Jesus Christ really is. Many people are happy to follow, but when it gets tough, I'm out of here. It's all too hard. Jesus never said if we are a follower of Jesus Christ, things wouldn't be hard or wouldn't be easy. He said, follow me and I'll be there no matter what. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. People will hurt us. There will come things that hurt. You know, I think we go through it all the time. One minute I think I've got it all together and nobody, I I don't feel like anybody's hurt me. I don't feel like we've got any unforgiveness. I don't feel like something's been done wrong and the next minute something happens and I go, oh no, I've got to go back to the Father in heaven and say, help me. But to go back to him, not run away from him. Paul said clearly, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. In other words, he looked forward to being with his father in heaven more than anything. But here on this earth, his life was Christ to do whatever Christ wanted from him. That's why Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 to 38, he turned to his disciples and said, the harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to thrust out many more reapers to harvest the grain. Jesus was saying to his disciples, there's many that'll say I follow Jesus but won't be a disciple of mine. I've asked you to be the church. I've asked you to follow my lifestyle. I've asked you to follow my actions and the way that I have been here. Come on, rise up and do all that I'm calling you to do. So the keys to being the church, the first one is loving God. You may be here today and you may not love God. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. But I want you to know that God loves you, whether you love him or not. But if you declare that you love God, then don't love him with just a little bit. Love him with everything. Love him with your whole heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, with everything that is within you. When you wake up in the morning, love him. When you go to sleep at night, love him. Don't blame him, but run to him. If we're going to be the church and we're going to demonstrate that to the world, then we're going to know who we really love. We're going to understand who we serve. The operative word in this passage of scripture here is all. You must love him with everything. All. The second thing is loving others. John thirteen thirty four. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Loving the world. Loving the world. 
We don't necessarily like what's happening in our world right now, do we? We don't necessarily want to go through this COVID stuff and everything else that's coming at us. But it's not about that. God's not asking us to love what's happening. He's asking us to love the people. The church is us. The people are who God wants a relationship with. And he said it so clearly. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you. The third, trust. Trust Jesus. John 12, 44 to 45. Jesus shouted to the crowds. If you trust me, you're trusting not only me, but also give God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. When you see me, you're seeing the one who sent me. If I am Jesus' representative on this earth, if I declare out of my mouth, I am a believer of the almighty God, I'm a Christ follower. Sometimes I even hesitate to use the word Christian because it somehow has got this reputation that isn't that nice. But I'm a Christ follower. And if I'm a Christ follower... It says, for when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. When we stand here representing, we are not God. But we are his representative. What you see in my life, I pray that you see Jesus. And the fourth thing here is obedient to his voice. In John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commands. If we are the church, when God speaks, we act. The commands from God were to love him, love others, and be prepared to go and make disciples. That's what he said to his disciples when he was going back to be with the Father in heaven. He said, go into all the world and make disciples. Love me, love others, and make disciples. Love me, love others, and make disciples. If we are the church, let us be a representative of that and let us not be people that the other people look at and go, the church, they don't love. The church, they're judgmental. The church, they take all their money. The church, that's not what the church is. The church is me and I don't take money. I don't be judgmental. I am not going to be a person that people will look at and say, oh my goodness, I don't want God. I want to be a person that people say, Ruth, what you've got is what I want. We have a responsibility to be who Jesus wants us to be. Are you all all right? I'm not yelling? Okay. Just checking. So how do we be the church? If we're asked to go and love others and make disciples, and this is what it is to be the church, how do we do that? I was reminded of a song. None of you younger people will know this at all. All the older generation is going to go, oh, yes, Ruth, I remember. It says... We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity will one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yeah, they will know we are Christians by our love. 
We will work with each other. We will work side by side. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. And we'll guard each man's dignity and save each man's pride. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love. They'll know we are Christians by our love. Jars of clay for all of those that needed to know that. Tim, you might like to put that on the list. We could do that maybe next week. (laughs) In John 13, 35, it says, For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true follower. When you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. When you demonstrate the same love Jesus had for you, imagine what that does for someone else. Sadly, some people think that it's better to just yell at people. Let me say that just actions don't cut it. Our words and our actions go hand in hand, but they must be done with love because Jesus, yeah, he was strong, but he did it with love, grace and mercy. He didn't want to condemn people, but he wanted to raise them up to understand who he really was and what he had to give to them. When you demonstrate that love, for that Jesus has for you, that unconditional love. He wants us to be a blessing, an encouragement. He wants us to look out for one another and he doesn't want us to be judgmental. We are told to do that. We can't love others if we hold a grudge or unforgiveness, selfishness. If we're not perfect and people can hurt us. But it's really, really important that if you are hurt, if someone's hurt you, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe that God is real, even you at home, if you're watching with us today, even if you don't believe God's real, if you're holding hurt, get rid of it. Hand it over. It holds back. Us being vulnerable and able to love people unconditionally. The most memorable people in life will be the friends who loved you when you weren't very lovable. I want to be one of the friends that love you when maybe you weren't very lovable. I want you to love me when maybe I'm not very lovable. And there's many of those times, ask Wayne... (laughs) The church in the world does not have a good reputation. People think they're doing God favours by yelling at people and words are being used more than our actions and demonstration of love. Jesus gave us a mandate to go and tell people about him but out of our actions comes incredible opportunities to share who Jesus really is. I do not know about you but when someone yells at me I switch off. I don't want to know about it. If someone's judging me, I don't want to know about it. But when we're loving people and allowing them to understand that we serve Jesus, an incredible, incredible God, 
that loved us so much that he willingly came to a cross and died on it for each and every one of us. When that flows out of us, something happens. I want to read this passage. Matthew 25, 35 to 40. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show your hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. The golden rule in the scripture is, Matthew seven twelve: do to others whatever you would like them do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. If we are the church, then what are we going to demonstrate it from us? What's coming? So the question is, where's Jesus in your life? Is he part of it? Is he non-existent in it? Or is he everything? Because that question has to be asked. Because if you're truly the church, if you're a true follower of Jesus Christ, then you want to follow the command that God gave to us. That the command was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and to love others as yourself. The day of wishy-washy Christianity is over. Church, it's over. If we are the church, we cannot be wishy-washy in who we are. We have to stand up. But it doesn't mean we have to stand up and yell and scream. We have to stand up and represent the Saviour. We have to stand up and show the world why He came to this world. We have to stand up and say, Jesus, You died on a cross for me, for all mankind. And I want others to have it. I'm yelling. Because I'm passionate. I know what he's like. I know in the midst of the darkness he's there. I know in the midst of the trial he's there. I know in the great times and the joyous times he's there. I don't want to run away from him. I want to run to him. If I'm the church and the scripture says, Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I want to be the church. So the question for you today, do you want to be the church? The true representation of who the church is? The church isn't a building. You've come The church has come together in a building. But you're the church if you believe in Jesus Christ and want to be a follower.
Maybe today you're sitting in this church service because the church is here. And you're going, I don't know if I believe in God, Ruth. I'm not even sure if he's been there with me or whether he even cares about me or whether he even loves me. That's your feeling. Because the scripture declares really, really strongly that he loves you, that he's never left you, that he walks with you, he talks with you. He'll be there in the midst of the hardest times. Christianity, I cannot promise you, it is not a bed of roses. Hand up any Christian that it's found. Christianity be a bed, a bed of roses. There's always things to come. But when we're a Christ follower and we believe him, he sustains us. He enables us. And he causes us to rise up to be his representatives on this planet. Jesus loves you, but he's calling us to make a greater difference. Our theme, the church is, we are the church. We are his hands and feet. We are his representatives. We are his voice. Let us be determined to follow his footsteps. Reach out, love unconditionally and listen to his voices. voice. The only way to do all of that is by knowing the passionate love he has for us and that he is always here for us and wants what is best in our lives. The fear, concern and uncertainty will disappear by getting to know Jesus and trust and have faith that all is in his hands. He said to Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm here to declare to you today the church in Australia is live and well. We are rising up and we will be his hands and feet and we will show the world the incredible love that he has for all mankind. And we will use our words as we demonstrate the love that he has given to us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you love us so much. So much so that you sent Jesus to this earth to die on the cross and to rise again. Jesus, I want to say thank you that you took time to take 12 people and others that were gathered around and you demonstrated what it was to be a person that loves God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And you taught us through these disciples what we're supposed to do. And so I declare to you today, Lord, that we will love you with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind. And we will follow that command that you said, go and love others. And we will also do what you're asking us to do. And we will be determined to go and make disciples because we know that when people have you in their life, something incredible takes place. In your name, amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. 
While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.